Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today, the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Everyone, welcome back to this exciting Exciting. episode of Blue Collar BS with your host, Brad. And Steve. And Steve. (laughs) And Steve. Don't forget about the and Steve part. You know, the BS stands for Brad and Steve. It also stands for business solutions, and it also stands for some other acronyms and things often like bullshit once in a while. And we do like to spew that out every so often. Every so. So, Mr. Doyle, what is today's topic du jour? So I was snooping around was, a little I bit. Think on that was, I think that was French. I'm not sure. Francais? No. Croissant. Croissant. That's I. You know, I know. I know French toast. That's the only other French word I know. French, <laughs> French fry. Yeah, <laughs> great. So let's go back on track because we're a little, uh, little. Uh, You're loopy. A little loopy from the long days. But I was uh, taking a little bit of time and snooping around on the websites around here, and I stumbled across somebody's website, um, and they wrote a really interesting. <laughs> They wrote a really interesting article, so I wanted to bring that up as a topic. Somebody's website, he says. Somebody's website. It wasn't my website. I don't stumble around on mine. But I was stumbling around on somebody else's. And, you know, Brad just happened to write an article about three ways to tell if you're a business, if you own a business or you own a job or you're in a job. So I want to talk a little bit more about this article, Brad, that you wrote up about a year ago. It's so prevalent <laughs> in the trades. It's so prevalent in the construction and trades world. It's it's ridiculous mm-hmm. that most guys have a job. They don't own a business because they don't think about it the right way. So let's kind of break that down. When you talk about that with other business owners, how do you help frame that do you have a job or do you own a business? A lot of times I will ask them that question just flat out. Is this, is this a business or is this a job for you? And everybody pumps up their chest. This, whole, this is my business. Okay, cool. Great. So how do you, how do you run that business? Because if you're doing everything, well, then you don't really have a business. You have a job at some point. You're taking care of everything because mm-hmm. you've not let go. Uh, but one of the bigger things is if you have a business, is what does the bank think about you? Is the business itself bankable? Right. Does Is the bank mm-hmm. willing to give your business ABC Lawn Care 
um, Jimmy John's welding services, Paul, the plumber, whatever it is, is, is your bank willing to give you a loan for your business? And I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess right now that 30 to 45% of all of those small business owners that are doing the, that are tradesmen that have their own business, that have their own LLC, likely don't even have business accounts. And they're running everything on their personal credit cards. Mm, So why is it important though for a business to be able to get a loan? And how does that really relate to a business versus a job? Because the business itself is its own separate entity. And if I can create that separation Mm -hmm. of myself from that business, I have an opportunity to create a valuable asset and I have an opportunity to exit that business at some point and create value along the way. And if the bank sees me as something different than just me, Brad, going to ask them for a loan so I can do my own thing to get a truck to go be a plumber or whatever it might be, if the Paul's Plumbing can get that loan versus Brad getting that loan, that tells the rest of the world this is a legit business, not somebody trying to pull a scam or different mm. things. It tells the banking industry that there's something there. And it allows everybody else to understand that there's something more than just me and my charming good looks and fantastic radio voice to go get uh, to go get money from the bank. That, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't so I give him softball. He doesn't even touch it. You did. You did. I'm not even going there tonight. So <laughs> not even going there. I was going to say you, know, you got the face for radio, but we're true. not going to go there. <laughs> so yeah, it, if you're doing everything on PayPal and Venmo and it's all going through your own personal stuff, there is no business record. There's no business credit. There's no business credit score. There's nothing there for anybody to say that your business is legitimate. So what would somebody like Paul the Plumber do? What, what, are, what are a couple steps that they can do? Let's provide a couple solutions. So the first thing I talk to many of my smaller uh, entrepreneurial type clients is I tell them to go get Mike Michalowicz's book called Profit First. Mm, great book. And focus on And focus great on book. that activity of revenue minus profit equals expenses versus the accountant way of doing things, which is revenue minus expenses equals profit. And then you have no money left over because you spend everything you have. Versus going through a a very mm-hmm. simple cash flow expense management system to run your business and get you out of trouble. I have one client who is in the podcast production industry who um, he started. He's like, hey, I knew him ahead of time. He's like, I really like your services. I said, great. I'll be here whenever you're ready, but do this first. And following the profit first mm-hmm. method had saved him so many mistakes and so many errors and so many bad decisions about going out and doing shit that he couldn't afford to do that he ended, that he's thriving today but would have been completely disastrous later on and having the ability to go buy 400 hours worth of batteries because yours took a shit last week in a rainstorm or whatever and not have to worry about where's the 400 hours going to come from because right. it's there because you've planned for it you've created a financial system to do so that tells me you have a business versus everything goes in my personal account. My wife gets half of it or get, does whatever she wants with it. And I just have to go sell more jobs and the race to the bottom becomes real. And you end up in this constant battle of, well, I need the job. So I'm going to price it as low as I can, but I won't make any money ever because I need the jobs so I can do the thing, but I won't make any money because I need the job instead of looking at yourself as a business and an entity and, and deserving, et cetera. And profit first helps drive some of that. 
awesome suggestion. I love the book. Love the concepts uh, because they work and they're simple. They are very simple. They're so simple. So, most what? people stop following them because they are so simple. And that's that's if, and he says that in his book <laughs> yes. as well, right? Most people will not follow this through for an extended period of time because it's so simple. They just say, "Oh, I can do it without making the transfer. I can do it without actually doing the work. It'll be fine. I can do it in my mind." It doesn't work that way. You gotta follow through on the monthly on the the tenth and twenty fifth, and and be religious about doing your work and separating the funds and paying yourself right. and setting aside taxes. Oh, taxes. Oh, that's right, <laughs> taxes. <laughs> Here's the other here's the other thing right. to tell if you have a job or a business. Um taxes are okay if you have a business. Taxes suck if you have mm-hmm. a job. Yeah. And and the the success of a business is the right to be able to pay taxes. And people are gonna go, Oh, you're full of shit, you're full of shit. I'm not saying to get screwed and not to pay your and to pay just everything willy-nilly. But success is the opportunity right. to pay taxes to allow everything else in the ecosystem to facilitate and work. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. So one of the other things that you actually list in, in this article is something that's costing us. Excuses to not take a vacation are costing us. So how does that relate to a business versus a job? Well, yeah, I can't go on vacation because I'm doing everything, right? You may have you may have one or two right. employees and you don't trust them. So if you have these employees and you say you have the best employees, why don't you trust them while you're gone? Why don't you trust them to do the right things along the way, right? So how do you facilitate that and make that happen? So one of the ways to help understand that is put those costs, keep track of your activity for a week and understand what it is that you're doing and how much time it requires to do it. How much can you delegate to somebody else or just stop doing because the business you went the the business you're in three years ago and you're still doing all the same things? If you're still doing the same thing after three years, you're not growing and you're still you're wasting your time along the way. You should be able to either delegate, get rid of, or change mm-hmm. something along the way to make it easier and simpler and more efficient. Think about what it costs you to do those tasks. You as the yep. business owner, if you as the business owner and truly as a business owner, and I'm just going to use $50 an hour as an example. If you're the business owner and you're running your, you know, Paul's plumbing or, you know, Larry's landscape, $50 an hour for you to make is not anything that's unrealistic. And if you're doing all, so mm-hmm. would you pay somebody $50 an hour to do all your invoicing and billing? The answer is likely no. Wow. To do somebody, I can do it for that. Well, essentially you doing that. You're paying somebody $50 an hour to do that versus mm-hmm. trying to find you know, a part-time bookkeeper or somebody that might spend eight hours a month at $25 an hour. Well, that's $400 of expenses. Okay. Profit first will tell you whether or not you can afford it. So understanding right. what you're doing at the end of each week and what's all happening and then you know that time that you're getting rid of or finding others to do it for you. How much time could you be doing increasing your revenue or doing the thing that you are the most important to your business with? And most, most right. small businesses, the owner's the best salesperson because they have the passion, drive, and energy. So if you mm-hmm. could go out and sell three more jobs or four more snow contracts or whatever that is versus sitting at your kitchen table, spending three hours of doing accounting work, where does your business yep. go? 
Yeah, let alone, you know, all the postings that you got to do for your business <laughs> and all the admin work you got to do. I mean, woo! what postings? What? Ad, what, what? No, no, we don't do admin work. Why, wait, why, why, why are we going down right? that? So way? many, many of these contractors, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're so cash flow poor because they don't take the time to do the invoicing and billing. And then when they send the bill, the billing out 45 days after you completed the job, because they didn't take the time to go do it because we didn't automate that. We're still handwriting invoices or doing whatever. We're putting them in the mail. I have a landscaper here mm-hmm. in my community that I've had do my, for my lawn service stuff. It takes them yeah. almost 17 days post application to send me the invoice. And then they expect me to pay it in five days. I laugh at those people. But what's even better is those that take 90 plus days to turn their invoice in. It's ridiculous. And still have the same expectations of immediate payment. Yeah. No, if you're that slow, (laughs) you don't deserve to get paid. Right. So one of the other things that I was reading in your article that I I actually truly appreciate, because I struggled on this road for a while, is do you know your niche? Yeah, really. (laughs) Weird. He struggled just a little bit. Did you see? I would need to bring it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you wrote this article for yeah, me for those, myself. For those but, who you know. didn't listen to uh, episode one or two or whatever it was, Steve and I uh, met in December of 2016 out in San Diego at a at our uh, training. And um, yeah, that 2017, 2018, 2019, uh, we, uh, we had a lot of pity parties along the way. And yeah. uh, a lot of... Yep. A lot of motivational pickups from each of us uh, to get us to where we are today. So, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> In the rear view mirror, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. road right now. Let's just, let's let's not go down that road right now. Let's talk about the uh, why niching is important. Because I have this. I use this saying: If you are everything to everyone, then you are nothing to nobody. And so when you go to networking events or go to great places, well, if you know anyone that uh, is breathing and has blue eyes, I'd love to talk to them. Who the hell is going to do anything for that? (laughs) Right. I mean, let's be honest. Who's thinking of that from a network? Whereas if you know that you are focused on privately held businesses that, um, or in our trades as an example, um, I have four zip codes, uh, need a, third acre or larger. Um, they have, um, you know, a pool, they have this, they have that, that, those are the things you're looking for to know that those are the customers you want to take care of. They will come mm-hmm. out of the woodwork because you are going to talk to them all the time versus watering down your message of, well, I can help anybody. Well, if you can help anybody, then you're going yeah. to get nobody. And knowing, and, and knowing your niche and knowing what your center lane is, is vitally critical to long-term success because there will people, people will come from the left and right. I mean, I I Mm -hmm. use this example with clients of analogy all the time from Milwaukee to Chicago. There are lots of ways to do it. I can go down I-94 and drive straight in and go around 294. I could take highway 32. I could take all sorts of side streets. There's lots of ways to do it. But which way do you want to go and tell everybody which way you're going to go and you'll attract those that want to be on the freeway. You'll attract those that want to drive along the lake. You'll attract whoever it is along the way. If you tell them that's what you're looking to do and being very clear about it is, mm-hmm. is really, really important. And being number one at something in that 
specific local area is far more important than being number 45,000 for everybody. If I could be, yes. the num- if I could be the number one bubbler supplier to hospitals in Southeast Wisconsin, great. Number one. There you go. Thank guy. you. <laughs> people will come from left and right you just need to know what that niche is and too often people are afraid they're afraid to narrow down and what happens when you narrow down you're not creating scarcity you're creating abundance which seems which seems ironic but that's what happens when you really look at it when you narrow down you become crystal clear on who it is that you're actually serving for your business like crystal clear like you you actually know what the pain points are what the frustrations are you can talk to them intelligently um, about how you're going to help and solve them all because you're able to niche down and laser focus in that specific area so it just breathes light life into your business because of that laser focus right. it's the, great the windows Absolutely doors and great. more guys not to pick on the remodeling folks, but the windows doors and more folks. Okay. They might be putting in my windows. They might be putting in my doors. Do I really want them putting in hardwood floors in my house, even though they're Why right, not? the end more part? Do I, do I really want them framing out my re, finishing a basement? Do you really want to do those things along the way? They're capable, but what's their niche? And when, you know, working at Busaris at the time and, doing all my subcontract work, you know, guys would say, oh yeah, we do heavy plate, heavy manufacturing. Like how, how heavy do you go? Well, well, you know, we go up to one inch plate. I'm like, okay, great. Call me when you do right. Big deal. Um, Call me when you go, when you 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 go to 12 inch plate, let me know. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to know what their core competency was. What do they do every day? Because if I can give them what they do every day, we're going to create a much more successful relationship than the, well, I think I can do that. Or I think that's okay. And and you as a business owner, as the plumber, mm-hmm. as the, as the, you know, remodeling guy, as the landscaper, as the, whatever it is, landscapers want to do all, everything, hardscape, lawn cutting. What If you're really good at cutting grass and trimming and blowing grass off the clippings, off the driveways and all those things, do that. Focus on that. Don't focus on building patios and putting up retaining walls. If you don't have the manpower equipment or knowledge to do it. Don't do it. Just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Sub it out. Find a partner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Get a sales referral. Get a kick, whatever. Get a get a referral opportunity. I almost used the word kickback, which is wrong. <laughs> Can't do that. That's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So this is just a great article that you wrote, Brad, focusing on helping and helping a business owner really establish, do I own a business or am I working in a job? Can I get a business loan? Can I go on vacation and do I actually know my niche? So if you answered yes to all three, congratulations, you own a business. If you answered no to one or more of them, congratulations, you're working in a job. Let's figure it out. Hire my friend, Brad. We've got solutions. We're full of bullshit. Wow. Wow. Here we go. He's on a roll. Here we go. And we're going to cut this one short, Steve, before you get on the wall, because it's night, it's late in the evening, it's Eastern Coast, it's all East Coast time for you. It is well past your bedtime. Uh, We're going to say uh, farewell this evening before you get way off the deep end, and we have to do a lot of editing, and our producer would not like to do a lot of editing. So 
enjoy the rest no. of your evening, Mr. Doyle. No. I appreciate us going through this article and, and sharing this and uh, have a great rest of your night, sir. All right. Thanks. You too, Brad. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching, Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herta. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.